Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. Curiosity is her compass. From her home in Delhi, India, Vallabhi Singh brings diverse perspectives and changemakers to speak on her digital platform, Creatives Around the World. Hi, Val. Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. It's really, really exciting to be here and for be giving this opportunity to record a podcast with you. This show is about telling stories and sharing different voices with the alumni community. So I think our work has a few things in common. In the spring, you shared that you started a digital platform called Creatives Around the World, focused on diverse perspectives and storytelling. So tell us about this program and why you started it. Sure. So I mean, yeah, it's I think there are a lot of similarities and like also first of all I wanna share with you that I'm gonna take notes on what you're doing because the next thing on my list is to get a podcast started. <laughs> Great. So but <laughs> but in in essence, yeah, I mean it's a loaded question, you know. Sometimes even I'm trying to figure out what is what is creators around the world really stand for. But in retrospect, now that it's been about I started this in, in May twenty twenty. And in essence, the way I see it is it's a culmination of all the things that matter to me or have shaped me into the person that I am today. And when I say that, what I really mean is that I've always been very interested ever since I was, I think, a junior or a senior at Northeastern. I was really interested in, you know, creative entrepreneurs and like new ventures and people and partnerships, like how those things work. I think Northeastern other universities also very 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 focused on like their global community and how they're sort of activating people across all in different parts of the world so I was always interested in how people collaborate in different parts of the world what are the new ventures they're starting you know all of those things so that's been something as an aspiring and wannabe entrepreneur it's something I've always that so in essence creators around the world is is actually a global community of people and I like to call this community a Cat W tribe. So people from diverse industries, diverse approaches, diverse schools of thoughts that include fashion designers to sustainable architects to even somewhat, some may say, boring industries such as finance and consulting, etc. You know, and, and from seasoned executives to young professionals just starting off. So it's a community of these people with great ideas. And, uh, and through this platform, I'm trying to bring bring out their stories and what they're doing and and you know sort of taking notes and cultivating it into some takeaways that I share across this pl- platform uh, on Instagram and mostly on, on digital because that's where the world lives today yeah, that's, yeah and and then over time we're growing it into something a little bit bigger than what it initially started off as but yeah that's I think I'll, I'll share a little bit more about the details of as we go along yeah I love that We'll get into this a little later about the word creative because I, it's nice to hear that it encompasses mm-hmm. so many people. And you do learn a lot from just hearing people's stories because you can see all these entrepreneurs and you see their product or their service and 
you don't know the ins and outs of how they got there or how they approached mm-hmm. their work. And I always just running this podcast learned so much from my guests. So let's just mm-hmm. I'm curious because you started in May, you launched right in the midst of this pandemic that we're all living mm-hmm. through. Did you have to pivot your idea or change your vision? Or is that was that part of it to be always digital? Well, yes, and no. Yes, because because we launched during the COVID lockdown, you know, we've done most of our stuff. We've been an entirely virtual initiative. We've done most of our stuff online through Zoom and Instagram. And we launched with these roundtables that I've been doing, which is bringing people from, as I said, as I mentioned, diverse schools of thoughts, diverse industries, and also different points in their careers. And sort of having these conversations with them. And I've been calling these uh, them roundtables. And, and yes, this has been an idea that's been with me for easily about one or two years. But it definitely took a pandemic for me to actually get started. So from that point of view... Yeah, initially, I had thought that I would be organizing something that would be in person. But I think with COVID, something that I have leveraged is that there are all these these very interesting people from all over the world, and a typical regular day wouldn't have the time of day, you know, so sort of, I would accessibility has been a huge thing for me, I think. And with the pandemic, I've got the access to some amazing people. Also, it's been a time where creativity and connectivity and you know also collaboration how they're diff- how they're sort of uh, transforming their business models to deal with the crisis that we've got at hand it's just a very interesting time to talk about how various industries are pivoting their business models so it's it's a very interesting time for these conversations so from that point of view yeah covid has impacted how i have kickstarted this initiative and it's been mostly for for the better I would have wanted to do some more offline events as well and do offline initiatives, but but I can't complain. It's true. We've we've noticed that here in Northeastern Alumni Relations as well. We were so used to doing in-person events really around the world, you know, people Mm -hmm. on the ground. And you're located in India. In what city are you in? I'm based out of Delhi, which is the capital. Okay. And so I think what's so great is, I mean, we're finding a time to talk over over Zoom here, but I think... While while these digital platforms existed pre-pandemic, of course, but I think like we're so used to it now as as our daily life. So like I've talked to my friend down the street this way and someone across the world this way. And so you're right. It's like the barrier of entry of, of really connecting people is lowered because it's becoming such a, you know, a norm of how we interact. So I think that's absolutely. Yeah. So. In your business statement, you use the words change makers and diverse. And I just want to break that down and ask you what, what those words mean to you and tell us a little bit more about the impact you're looking to make with your business. Yeah, I, I do use those words, you know, change makers and, and diverse, because for me personally, this all really started from being at Northeastern, to be honest, because Northeastern is a school of I think we've got one of the highest uh, international populations from from, compared to various universities in the States. And I think that's really where I got exposed to so many interesting people from diverse cultures, diverse schools of thought. And it really made me understand that diversity is an asset. And I think if you start to understand what an invaluable asset that is, it can play a huge role in how you go out and you know, showcase your own ideas towards uh, to in, in the world and, 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 you know, sort of take your initiatives forward. So I think one of the first roundtables that I hosted back in May 
with a professor from Parsons School of Design on the topic of game theory, he mentioned something very important, which is that the innovation and the change that we're seeing in our lives at this point in this year is something that we haven't seen in the last decade or perhaps even two decades. Technologically, we're advancing so quickly. People are, and the one common thing that's always going to remain, like always going to be there is change. And that's the constant. So people, like when I say change makers, I, I simply mean anybody who's doing something and sort of leveraging the time and all of the advantages they've got with their current difficult circumstances and how they sort of, you know, tackle those changes and, 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 and how, how they tackle changes in, in across the world. So something I was really, I'm really interested and focused on is having all of our conversations, all of the content that we put out on our platform be focused on a global school of thought so that we, so we have some concrete takeaways. And I, I, I want to use the Catabi platform as to be a, a catalyst for conversation, you know, so to effectively build empathy and bring together these perspectives and collectively have learnings from these perspectives that we hear. Now, I'd also like you to break down the word creative, as I mentioned earlier. I personally identify as a creative, as I'm a designer, marketer, podcaster now, and writer, but mm-hmm. often I've come across colleagues in different offices who say, oh, I'm not creative. And they're so quick to say, oh, I'm not, I'm not a creative. Like, your creative team will do that. How would you respond mm-hmm. to that person? I have my own answer, but I'd love to hear yours. Sure. I mean, honestly, this is a question that I get asked a lot, not like just by even by friends, family, anybody who hears about this, the, the name of this the initiative and the company, it's creators around the world. So do you only work with creatives? Are you only working with artists and designers? The answer to that question is definitely the way I see creativity is very different in the way most people uh, see creativity. Um, I think creativity is not a binary skill. It is state of mind. And to be creative is to be curious, to be passionate about anything that you're passionate about, about discovering new things, uh, about discovering new initiatives, about learning new things. So I think if you, if you are someone who can, you can, you can, if you can say that you view things differently, you see patterns where other people just think it's a coincidence. I think that that's what makes you a creative. So I think, you know, the way, the way things are moving forward, the way we're advancing, there's a lot of, there's a lot of changes happening, you know, and technologically, we're always having a, we're having a one-up every year we move forward. Apple comes up with these new products every year. So like we're, we're always moving and we're always innovating. But I think actually something I'd love to share on that note, having mentioned Apple, is something that Steve Jobs said, and that's been, that has stuck with me because I've watched his, uh, one of his commencement speeches time and again and he mentioned in in his in his speech that creativity is just connecting things and because they people are able to connect the experiences they've had and synthesize the knowledge that they've learned from these experiences they're able to go out and do things differently so i think uh, the more we go out and expose ourselves to different ideas to different people i think the more creative we are so it is not about the profession, but it's more about your thinking. I love that. I think it's something you practice too. You're, I also agree that mm-hmm. I, I think of creative as someone who creates. And when you create, you don't have to be an artist. You're doing something new. You're thinking about something differently. You're stepping outside the box. And that's hard. It's hard to do. It's easy to just repeat what's in front of you and, and use templates or you know processes that exist. 
But to be creative is to to push it beyond that. So I really think everyone can be creative if you yeah if you put the work in. It's just the people who say, "Oh, I'm not creative." I'm like, oh, but have you tried? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you know, on that note, I think I think you know sometimes you ask people, creative people or anyone really, how they did something. They they start. It, this is also something was validated to me by Steve Jobs, which is that it's you don't have to come up with something brand new. Because in essence, I think we're just sort of uh, transforming something that's already done and you're sort of taking it a step forward and that that step does not have to be a ginormous step. It might just be a little alteration that made the user experience of a product better or it made an entire like product completely different. But it's sort of you always have to sort of take something the way it is and, you know, improve it. And that's creativity. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I see it. So you mentioned you had a roundtable on game theory, but what are some of the other conversations and roundtables that you've hosted recently? We've been focused on some core themes, which include the COVID impact industry since COVID kickstarted change in many old school established industries and forced them to embrace, embrace technology and rethink their ways of working. We've hosted roundtables that have been focused on the rebirth of food and beverage are in our new reality or the rebirth of hospitality, travel and tourism as an entire industry. Also the architecture, the pandemic and the future of design. And also I think, you know, fashion is something that I've been personally very interested in because with the rise of, you know, this understanding of fast fashion and how new consumer mindsets are, are changing and then something completely on a different note We've been hosting roundtables on this theme of the school of life. And under that, we've had conversations on, you know, bracing our vulnerabilities and living living more authentically. We had another roundtable with women in leadership around the topic of creating solutions that work for everyone. And then with the Black Lives Matter movement that's taken the whole world by a storm. We also did a roundtable on unpacking internal programming and challenging implicit racial bias. So as you can see, there's just been a huge like range of diverse topics that we're tackling. And I think that's that's something that I find really exciting because the topics are just they're, they're they're just out there. So anything that interests me in the moment and also people around me and all of the feedback that we get from our growing community, we just that we decide to go ahead and organize a conversation on that. I think that's great. I think especially in this time we're living in, we're all seeking out information and these conversations because it's so hard to unpack. Mm -hmm. You use that word. So are your roundtables, are they live that people could attend digitally or are they recorded? Where are they? Where can people find these talks? So we hosted most of our roundtables on Zoom, mostly because of, you know, starting off in times of lockdown and COVID. And also because of the accessibility. So most of the roundtables have included speakers from very different parts of the world. So I think literally at one time we did a roundtable, the one on architecture and the future of design, which had six speakers and everyone was in six different parts of the world. So and from pretty much every continent. So that's something I find really exciting. And Zoom and like just virtual digital ecosystem has been fantastic for that. Recently, uh, very recently, as of about a month ago, we started to host conversations in collaboration with a couple of mem- membership clubs right here in Delhi. Uh, one of them is called The Quorum. And hopefully in the near future, I'm in conversation when doing this for doing this with a couple of other member organization groups 
And are they recorded to be able to to watch later or are they just, you have to attend it in the moment? They are recorded, um, but they're not available to watch immediately. Uh, we just start with the intention of sort of, sort of encouraging people to tune in mm-hmm. at the time, uh, tune in live and ask questions and it'd be, because we really want these conversations to be as interactive mm-hmm. as possible. But yeah, we do, we do release recordings about two to three weeks later. So it's not, not immediately. Great. So you are a member of the Young Global Leaders Group, which is an alumni group that represents the international reach of our university. Mm-hmm. So you're located in Delhi, India. Um, how long have you been in India? And my second question is, why did you become a member of the YGL? The YGL program on Northeastern, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I've been a member of the YGL very recently, honestly. I, I joined the community in May of this year. And... Why did I become a part of it? Honestly, they are doing such fantastic work and, you know, sort of taking off on what I said before, Northeastern is such a global community and of of students and alumni from very different parts of the world. And uh, YGL is truly embodying that spirit of being international and the access it provides you to all of these wonderful entrepreneurial minds is just is fantastic. So I was very privileged to be accepted and invited into that community earlier this year. And I moved back to India, honestly, uh, about October 2018. So it's been exactly about two years. And uh, luckily enough, this year, I very serendipitously found myself at the Young Global Leadership Summit, which was held in Mumbai right before the lockdown. And that's where I met this incredible team. And it was it was no brainer. It was I mean, they're doing incredible work. So. I'm really, really, really privileged and honored to be part of that that community. But I'm also bringing on a lot of these YGL hustlers onto the roundtables, having had about at least three or four of them. That's great. We love that uh, all the Northeastern alumni working together and to you know share these ideas. So you graduated from Northeastern Demar McKim in 2017 with a degree in finance. So were you living in India right before Northeastern? Tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got to Northeastern. And then where after studying finance, seems like your work has (laughs) moved away from that. So where did your career take you? (laughs) Yeah, that's a loaded question. And that's pretty funny, honestly. Um, Well, yeah, I did study finance. and, And at the time, I thought my interests were very aligned with, you know, sort of wanting to sort of take steps into this world of venture capital, etc. You know, you know, taking I had my co-ops at uh, in the roles of a financial analyst or a business analyst uh, working at John Hancock or AMC Networks. But right upon graduating, very serendipitously again, I found myself at this company called Beautiful Destinations, which is a travel media brand and creative agency. And that company had played an immense role in shaping my career trajectory or like my career interest couldn't be further from finance and that's as you rightly pointed out so I took this job right pretty much a week after graduating my life to New York and um, I started off as a business analyst at the company but luckily I had a fantastic very understanding boss who was also the co-founder of the company and he understood quickly that I am someone with interests that are sort of touching upon different business areas so he allowed me and he gave me the flexibility sort of to transition my business analyst role into more of a project manager as well as business development and partnerships because that's really 
where my skill set truly lies and also gives me the flexibility to sort of be involved in multiple ad hoc projects. And I think that shaped my thoughts and, and my thinking into starting creators around the world because that company started off on Instagram in 2012 and within five or six years developed a community of 25 million people across social media. So it's, uh, and also expanded 3x while I was there. So it's, it's just been, it's been a huge uh, inspiration for me as a business. So what brought you back to India? after you were in New York? Yeah, this is, uh, this is actually an interesting story, but <laughs> due to very unforeseen circumstances, which include um, not being able to get the, the, uh, the visa, a work visa, I had to leave the beautiful destination shortly after having been there for about a year and a half. Um, within two weeks, I had to pack up and, you know, call it quits and leave. And that's the reason I moved back to India, which is where I'm originally from. And sorry, I didn't answer this earlier. But yeah, I grew up in India up until undergrad and then spent five years in Boston at Northeastern and then about approximately two years in New York thereafter. So and yeah, now I'm now I'm here. Wow. <laughs> so as a new founder... Where do you see your business going? And this is a difficult question. So I'm just curious about who your target audience is. What's like the next step? You mentioned earlier that to me that you were thinking about a podcast. What what are those next steps of growing creatives around the world? That is definitely a question that I've been thinking a lot about lately. But uh, but really, where I see creatives around the world moving forward is is to sort of you know continue leveraging this power of networks and i've we've been using hashtag networks for good as our tagline for us ever since we've started and the idea is to really you know sort of become an innovation partner to young and upcoming brands and i really genuinely believe that a brand and a product or a company ultimately is a reflection of who you are as a person so I want to work with young founders and creatives and help design their their visions and their ideas into best reflect their their personalities into their products and businesses. So I have very recently started to take on a couple of uh, consulting and strategy projects for some young upcoming brands. And uh, I think, you know, sort of taking that forward and building your team um, over the next few months is something that I'm very focused on. And I'm really excited about, but I think you asked me what, who is your target audience? And I think to answer that very directly, it would be target audience is anyone with a cool idea, with a cool vision and, and an interest to do something fun and unique. And I'd love to sort of, you know, reach them, uh, with the, with the Cat W platform as well as, you know, uh, work with them. That's amazing. Um, I think that's all the time we have for today. And I just wanted to end with, um, do you have any roundtables coming up that our listeners might be interested in? Oh, yes, actually, we have a roundtable this Saturday um, with Jen Walter, who is a trailblazing first time NFL female NFL coach. And uh, I'm really excited to have her because uh, I met her actually in New York about a couple of years ago and we reconnected recently. So she's going to be talking to us a lot about the power of sport in transforming societies and, you know, creating sustainable platforms and inclusive programs to help not just women, but young, young individuals become leaders and, you know, 
sort of overcome challenges through physical, emotional, and social well-being. And we have another interesting conversation that's coming up on October 15th, which includes the Associate Vice Chancellor of Northeastern, uh, Chidam Talgar, with uh, another fellow young global leader of Northeastern, Andrea Regina, and Curtis uh, Ogden. So that conversation will be focused on learning models of the future and how we can leverage experiential learning and take it a step further. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time and calling in all the way from across the world in India. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for listening. If you visit Creatives Around the World on Instagram and click the link in the bio, you can register for upcoming roundtables or watch past recordings. For more stories, visit our website, alumni.northeastern.edu next. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This is Megan Kirkbrisson from the Office of Alumni Relations. I'll talk to you soon.